Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. I would say it's very infrequent that I get to be in Galway Bay much before 10 a.m. in the morning, but here we are with Anthony Clark and Sean Lynch. Uh, Anthony is one of the owners of the Irish Restaurant Company, which are the proprietors of Galway Bay, Killarney House, Brian Baru up in Severna Park, as well as Pirates Cove down in Galesville, and Sean Lynch, who is the general manager and uh, the glue of it all, I guess. Is that sort of? At this place, anyway. <laughs> At this place, anyhow. But it's been a while since we talked, and we just wanted to come back and see what's new with the restaurants. And, you know, I will say that there's lots of change that I've seen. Uh, I do love to come to here, and not many restaurants have the staying power that you guys have had over the years. And how many years have you been? I mean, Galway was your first, right, Anthony? Galway was the first, and we'll be celebrating our 25th year here this uh, fall. Wow. It's very easy for a restaurant to fail. And it's very exceptional to see one that doesn't. Now, my own personal Michelin ratings, if you want to call them that or something, I mean, you've got to have two out of three things. You've got to have good service. You've got to have great food or a great location. And uh, you guys consistently, you know, check the boxes. I commend you for, um, you know, being able to check all those boxes and year after year after year. I think I think one of the big things that is a big component of it is the people. That's you, you can't do it without the people, and that builds the culture. You know, I want I want to talk about that a little bit because I, I do follow you on all all your Facebook pages and everything else. And bar none, if any restaurant, and I might even say business in the town, there are very few of them that treat and feel that their staff and their employees. Our family members. And that, that I think is really unique to you. I mean, when COVID was around, okay, you as smart businessmen, okay, I mean, the greedy businessmen always instead of go, you know, you get the whip out and you say, okay, work, 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 you know, put more food on the table and let's make money. You guys realized that your staff was being beat to hell and you would voluntarily say, hey, we're closing for two days or one day, just so our staff can recharge. You're the company that says we're closing individual restaurants for a day so we can have a pool party for our staff. Mm -hmm. When one of your employees has, you know, some sort of a crisis in their own personal life, you're the ones that are first in line to say, hey, we need to do something as a family. Let's, you know, raise money for uh, this or, you know, let's support lend the support that we can. And that's something that you don't find in any large corporate entities that are in town or really it's, you know, even the super, super small companies don't even see that just because, you know, I, I guess by necessity, they're almost too, too tight to do that, but it's very laudable. I appreciate you saying it and, and, and remembering that there were some of the things that we did and yeah, we did. We actually closed down all the restaurants in April of COVID because nobody really knew what was happening. We continued to pay our management staff, and then we did meals for the staff each week that we produced at Killarney House. And um, we, myself, Michael and Sean, Sean's been with us from the beginning here. He's also co-owner of Brian Baru. Um, 
that's what we try and build as a culture in the organization. And it only comes when people are with you for a long time. Um, and at least two year period when we start off a restaurant that they realize that that's the important part of it and looking after each other. So it becomes not just a job or work. It's more fun as well. And you're working with friends and people, you know, well, it is. And I know several people that have hosted, hosted, there's a new word, I guess I want to make hosted. it up but for, you know, for you. And I mean, it was purely a summer job. It was purely, and, and they got that, but I have not met one person that has worked here. I said, Oh my God, they suck. You know, nobody does that. From, That's good to hear back. Well, I mean, from from the you know the the young woman that may be at the hostess stand at Killarney House or wherever to just they they enjoy it. We've begun to work with just so you mentioned that the younger girls that, that do it, like with Southern High School and South River, particularly for Killarney House and um, Pirates so, Cove. We do job fairs with them every year. They're doing it and start some of them very young, even at the age of fifteen. Um, working a certain amount of hours during the summer and they and they seem to grow with us every year they come back they start off as support people or bussers and then hosts then food runners and then they're, suddenly they're old enough to be servers and then they're in college and they're back as bartenders so we've seen that cycle particularly at Pirates Cove because the location is Southern High School that's right um, and that's what builds some of that and it makes it easier to manage because you get them already knowing what they're doing and they learn from a very young age and it also and i point this out to the schools all the time it takes them out of their phones and they start working with peers and people that they're in class with they know it makes it an easier adjustment they have to, to talk to people in a conversational way um both you know customers walking in if they're a host and take them to the table and learn to chit chat in a different way than they do with their peers on a phone you know we want to talk about galway bay one of the things i love about here is that there are no tv sets yeah. Uh, there might be one in the back room or something. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been back there, yeah. but it's. Uh, we had them in one day. That was when we were uh, 2012 for Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives. And then they were out the following day. Uh, that was the only time we had TVs in here. So the TVs were only for uh, only for show? We only had one TV for, we just, we had a big party that we were featured on Diners, Drive-Ins oh, and oh, Dives oh, oh, oh. Um, with um, Guy Fieri. So it was a big show night when it aired, that night it aired. Right. We put a big screen in here and put one in the bar. So everybody could enjoy the first viewing on it. And it's since been repeated on that show. But after that day, everything came out. It was an historic night. It was, it was yeah. One, one and done. The one and only, yeah. And it, it is being, I mean, from the very start, that was the way we looked at Galway Bay as being an old-fashioned conversation pub um, where people come in and they talk to each other and they talk to the bartenders and the staff. What they, they talk to each other. And you'll see it all the time in the pub, especially, or the whiskey bar, where the people are just sitting there and uh, they'll get into a conversation with their neighbors. And, uh, you know, you don't have that distracting television image flickering there, whether you're interested in it or not. It's not there, you know. And we, it's been noted by so many um, comments on social media about us um, and references. And then I... I and then the other I part think we're is still when the only one that doesn't have. Yeah, we are now. Yeah, I'm, I was just McGarvey's used that. to not have one, and now they have a couple in the front. When and people appreciate it. it when they come here. So they just they don't even sometimes even realize they don't. That we don't until they say, "Oh, that's my the God. other thing is like until you mention it, they don't realize it." And they, now that that mm -hmm. now I understand. Let's talk about Galway Bay. I just got wind of a group called Axis of Evil, and it's not certainly not evil, but they're one of your pub quiz teams that's been here forever. Yeah, they've been one of uh, they're. Pretty much the only team that has been with us since the start. Uh, sea Dogs is another one, and another continuous one is Snow Collusion. They came up with the names. We didn't. Uh, but Axis uh, um, and 
that team of six have been into us since the start. Well, and that's been going for 20 years on and off. Well, they started when Box of Rain Box of Rain, yes, founded. that's right. Yeah. And you guys do trivia a little bit or pub quiz a little bit differently. Uh, you charge uh, to participate. We don't charge. Well, we ask for a $10 donation per team. They allow up to six people per team. But the, the, the kicker at the end is we have gift certificates for the first, second, and third place team. But the winning team also get to choose where that money is uh, going to go. So if we have 10 teams on a Tuesday night, that's $100. And the winning team gets to decide which charity gets that money. So we don't get to keep it. It goes out of the house. And which which is which is a fantastic idea. It also does breed a little bit of stiff competition. I've been here, and it's not. Oh, it's it's, fierce. it's not for the faint of heart. Yeah, fierce um, competition. Yeah, it's a little bit different in format because when we first started, when Fintan Galway started it, um, we have two rooms, so to we couldn't do a visual round and stuff like that because we couldn't do both rooms right. at the same time. So we ended up with. We experimented a couple of different formats and ended up with two rounds of 15 questions, given about 20 to 25 minutes to do them, and um, then swap them and do the answers. But uh, that, that's how the format came about, because of the physical layout of the building. Um, and it worked out really well, because it's kind of, um, it's a little more uh, simplified for 15 questions. You don't have round after round after round. And it takes about an hour and 15 minutes from the start time at 7.30. Um, so that is kind of a quick evening for people That's and then they can go home easily and, uh, be home in, in good time for work the following day. It's perfect for a Tuesday night, but mm -hmm. Axis of Evil has donated to Box of Rain through the pub quiz nights, just shy of $30,000. Since inception, and that's been their that's been their charity from day one. Every right, week, it's the right. same one. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. And and you guys are very benevolent as far as the community goes. I know that in all of your restaurants, that if uh, if there's a little league that needs a fundraising night, or you know, you guys are like, yeah, okay, bring it on in. And you know, just people in the community need help. Yeah, there's a few that it's that you know it's win win. You create win win situations, and the charity dinners that we do, besides the pub quiz is uh, designed for specific ones that come up and some of them are annual or, or, or two or three times a year, depending on which restaurant. Mm -hmm. I know Brian Baru, a lot of them do at least twice. So we offer that charity menu and, and the, the, the charity promotes it and they all get together. And so they all know people that are here. So it becomes a more local thing as well as they're having dinner and they can get it to go if they want, but it starts with a, an appetizer, it has an appetizer salad and entree and dessert and it's $30 and $10 goes back to the charity. That's awesome. So all of those ones keep generating different uh, community contributions for a whole range of organizations. I, I mean, we have it on our, we have a brochure that promotes it and there must be at least 30 organizations or more, I think on it. And to date, we just did a, a check on it. We've raised over 800,000 since we started doing pub quiz, charity dinners, and other special events that have gone back to group organizations. So nearly a, more than three quarters of a million, nearly a million dollars has come through the doors of Galway, Killarney, Baru, and Pirates Cove. And from the community and our donation back. Yeah, it's been not a lot. And it's That's amazing. Great. Yeah. That's amazing. Last time we talked, the whiskey bar at Galway Bay was new. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've, uh, what, what else is new at Galway Bay? We discovered after about 20 years, and this is our period of time for a restaurant, and Galway Bay came with natural brick. The building's just beautiful. You feel comfortable once you walk in. But it needed, it needed reinvigoration. And we started working with this company called Irish Restaurant, Old Irish, it's called, in Ireland, based in Ireland, and designer John Heverin. And uh, he came over, visited us, came up with a new conceptual plan, we had already been planning to try and put another bar in on this side of the the dining room to complement it, but his his whole design for it, and we redid everything, and this was back in 2018, yeah. and that was in around the time we were coming up on our 20-year, uh, it was our 20-year right. anniversary, and that's exactly, I think, the time that it, it needs it. Um, we've since done Killarney after its 20 years. It would have been exactly 20 for Killarney, except for COVID, and we had to postpone um, so Killarney, we just did last year. Um, and now Baru was already a conceptual one. It has another, I think, five. That was 87. So it's another yeah. couple of years before it's 20. Yeah, we've done some things up there which have changed over the years, but nothing as major as what we did in Galway or Killarney. So that's a, that's the... Sort of the gist, 20 years we're throw, yeah. we're throw a whiskey bar in. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't that idea, but it, it, the philosophy, you know, our demographics changed. The, the you need to reinvest. Yeah. You need to reinvest in your equipment and your style and, and everything else. And people have just been, it was a tremendous response from the day we opened the door to oh. both sides here. And so We mentioned that you do have the new bar there. And just the other month, the other month, the other week, I was uh, for Ray Weaver's show up there. And that was the first time I ever saw a show in the dining room. And that's a really nice, intimate venue. I mean, it's what, 70, maybe 80? Yeah, about something? 70, 70, 80 people it was actually. We sold 80 tickets in that show. And that went back to charity, Ray's charity. Right. Uh, or his wife's charity, Mbok. Um Yeah, and we, we did that purposely, the design for it. And even though some, some of the seats, you're facing the wrong way, but if you can move around, we only sell certain seats, but even from the bar, the viewpoint of the stage is perfect. So we do the young Dubliners or the young uh, Wolf Tones there for a concert. So that's our concert venue. It's also able, like we've hired it out privately as well, because we still have the other side of sure. the bar and the porch. So that can be, and it has been hired out for private events. It gets your own bar and it has your own seating. We can do a small buffet or past appetizers and hors d'oeuvres. Well, I will say that Killarney, I think, has uh, somewhat evolved into, a, you, know, you wouldn't necessarily think of Killarney House as a music venue. And it has sort of evolved into that. I mean, the music that you have in the pub pretty much most nights mm-hmm. uh, is fantastic. And that's what I knew. And, uh, you know, every now and then we spill out into the, <laughs> into the, into the tenant or in the uh, yeah, yep. porch out front. And you've also added up in Severna Park. At Brian Baru, you've added Larry Lay on the keyboards, what, Wednesday nights? Wednesday nights. He's on there Wednesdays, Thursdays, Irish night. And we do, it's a little different in each one. And, and Severna Park's a big music place. So we get a lot of local bands that are living in the community too. And they bring out a lot of their own neighbors. Um, and we try out different bands on Tuesdays um, or other certain dates that are new into it. And then we have another band that plays on Sundays and they just like to play. They just come and have brunch and play. Just looking for a, looking for a stage to stand on. It's like the like the, like the trad session trad here on a Wednesday night in, uh, in the pub every Wednesday at eight p.m. They come in, 
And we have a new one starting in, in Killarney, actually. That's another one that's popped up. So that starts on uh, uh, 8 o'clock. Peter Bryce is the host of that. He organizes and he brings some musicians down from D.C. and Baltimore. And uh, it's very informal. Um, people can come along and join them. I had a gentleman who was sailing up the coast there a few months ago. He was uh, called me up and said, uh, is this a session where anybody can join? He says, I'm heading up to Maine for, uh, you know, and um, I was looking online for places that... Um, uh, would have music and things like that and uh, I played a squeeze box and said I'd like to come in and said yeah come on in and I gave him Peter's number and Peter talked to him and had him come on in and he played away and had a great time that night and then there was another woman from California she was in DC for a few weeks and doing things and she was the same way and that's the, that's the whole thing about an Irish session that's what you get in Ireland that's when you find in the pub that everybody comes out with their equipment and starts having a pint and, 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 and sing along and there it is yeah yeah, but and it's well appreciated by the, the, the uh, you know, it brings a crowd in, so it's good for business, but it's also just another aspect of not having TVs and stuff. It's the, um, it's, it's well, it something that's intrinsic to the place and is very different. It, it builds community. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, I, I imagine, you know, you probably don't keep track of this, but I mean, how many friendships... You know, you know, I mean, you've got that whole cliche. It's like, okay, we've never met a stranger or whatever the hell, hell it is. But I mean, how many true friendships have evolved out of, you know, two oh. people sitting next to a bar. Oh, marriage. And like, yeah, I've been a few of those too. Lots of those. So, you know, my favorite thing up Ashley in Severna Park is uh, the brunch. Yeah. And uh, I, I would like to say I'm a bicyclist, but I'm not. But occasionally I'll do that uh, B&A trail mm. and uh, take my life in my hand to cross Ritchie Highway to get, get to it. Yeah, but you are. But no, the brunch up there is, is fantastic on Sunday. And, you know, in Pyrus Cove, I think is my it, it, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say it is my favorite place for just everything location. I mean, it's uh, no no offense. I mean, if I'm going for a high end steak, I'm going to Lunas's, not to Pirates Cove. But if I'm looking for ambiance to be on the river mm. with the service, great food, um, music, uh, fireplace. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of got it all. Building it for all seasons, yeah, definitely the water. It it really does, and I mean, in the summer it really ramps up because you've got the dock bar that's out there, and you've got live music out there all the time as well. The fall, the air is nice and crisp, and you know, you can. Uh, yesterday was a perfect example of that. It was seventy degrees. It was beautiful outside, and it gets the evenings get a little shorter because it's getting darker earlier, and it cools down. But we had still boat decks and dock bar running last yesterday, and it was uh, tremendous. It was great. And for those that think that Galesville is like Montana, yeah. um, <laughs> it's 20 minutes from Annapolis. That's right. It's only 20 minutes. Drive. And uh, you are, when they say you can dine on the water, that's what they mean. You, uh, If you look in between the cracks of where you're sitting, if you're outside, there's uh, water under there. Right. So, fantastic place to be. And I do recommend everybody get down to Galesville. Um, for, just for Pirates Cove, we, obviously, we talked a little bit about the upgrades that we did at Clarny House and, and Galway. We are also in planning mode um, to execute a, a revamp of all of the interior of Pirates Cove in next January and February. When we start to get into the new year, we close for Mondays and Tuesdays for six weeks. And um, at that same time, we'll be working on the different rooms, including a new design of the main bar, which people have seen as a flat right. bar, become a U-shaped bar with more views of the water. And then an additional like whiskey bar, but more of a, a, a sail bar. It's going to be designed like a boat in one of the main rooms, which will turn into something like Killarney Houses. Oh, nice. So a lot of reinvestment. We're going to spend over 600000 
reinvesting so, in that building. Um, but this will be a nautical, very much cleaner, redoing our bathrooms, which are in dire need of update as well. Um, and then all the views will be opened up as well for the water access. That's, that's exciting. Yeah, it will be. And it's going to be transformational for Pirates Cove. And it's also to really, you know, make it not just a destination for the water, which it automatically becomes because of the weather and the locality, but also in the winter, we, we still offer a fireplace, um, a local bar with local music. Um, and a place for everybody to go from Annapolis as well. You know, and I'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like in, uh, I guess, what, March? March, yeah, we're ready to go. We'll probably announce an opening day once we know what the schedule ends up being. Do you guys have anything changed up on the menus? Well, we, do, we, we start doing all our menus on a seasonal basis. So when we're coming in now to fall, all the restaurants, including the Irish ones as well as Parts Cove, will we'll switch to another menu. Okay. So a lot of the constants, obviously, with the Irish ones, Shepherd's pie, they're, they're always constant right. on the menu. We brought Fish lamb shit back on for the fall now. And it was You're not strong with the Dexter Burger, are you? No. Yeah. Thank you. They're a constant. And this no, Dexter Burger exists at all of them. And they just like to change the name, but it's it's Westminster. It comes from Westminster. It's obviously a Dexter. Well, we did add a, a very succulent lamb burger. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I do like the lamb burger. Yeah, it is that's really been tasty. really popular too. Yeah. Both. So that they're the kind of things that come up. And go into the new kind of menu. So the variations are subtle, but we also still do specials all the time, depending on what's what's good, what's seasonal. When I was at the Ray Weaver show up at Killarney House, and I don't remember what it was, but and I rarely do dessert, but there was something on the menu that night that piqued me. And I'm drawing a blank on what, but it was like, oh, this is really bad for me. Upside down pineapple? No, no, no. Strawberry? Indulgent? Uh, What was it? Chocolate indulgent? Yes. And I'm like, oh, this is really bad for me, but damn, this is, <laughs> this is good. That's, that's the way desserts are supposed to make you feel. <laughs> we do fit like a dessert, mentioning a dessert. We don't do it in the others, but just the Pirates Cove, the beignets that we do there. And have you ever had them? I've not had them down there. They're they're just, and nobody does them. It's it's traditionally a New Orleans-style dessert, but it's deep fried, and it's a nice dough, and it comes with a Melba sauce, and it's... Slightly sugared. Yet another beef. thing I need to put on my list that's not a good for me. A little piece of decadence. <laughs> well, if you're sharing it with a table, there's four of them out there, so you could have just one. You know, I, I've done Cafe Du Monde, and I'm not, I'm not the best sharer when it comes to that. <laughs> you just sort of keep them and go for it. Quite right, too. You guys have also become a staple in Annapolis, uh, aside from your restaurants in uh, Davidsonville, Galesville, Severna Park in Annapolis, for the countywide eggnog. Mm-hmm. And everybody is looking, everybody looks forward to that every fall because it's amazing. And what is the story on the eggnog this year? Is it available? Well, firstly, it's statewide. statewide. <laughs> okay. um, we now sell through, uh, I think we're up to about 130 liquor stores throughout the state. Um, and one event that we do up in uh, Timonium every year is the Irish Festival mm-hmm. that's on November. And we sell direct to customers there at that. Um, but yeah, eggnog's already on the boat on its way over. We do have some still available here now. Um, so it's all lined up. We're actually just working on the new list of cocktails that'll be made with the eggnog. So we've been doing it since 2000 and well, the first 
product, uh, our own product for 20 years or close to it. Yeah. 18, wow. 18. I can forget now. But so. yeah, we, um, the, the cocktails we've been tasting out on the staff over the past, and some customers over the so. past few weeks, uh, they've uh, enjoyed that part of uh, the... As I say, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Is that how that works? Yeah. And you'll come in here and go away now when we get into the real <laughs> holiday season in November, December, and you're in the bar and you'll just see white drinks all over the place, whether they're cocktails, eggnog or not. And, and we, obviously anybody who's never tasted our eggnog, as soon as they come in, somebody will you'll un, undoubtedly be offered a taste or a sample to go. Well, that, that, I mean, that's one of the biggest selling points that probably makes a ton of money for you guys with, uh, when you have people walking around, say, here, would you like to try just a little mm-hmm. shot glass of the, of the eggnog? Yeah, it's like, nice though. And it's also well, nice to just be able to do something for people. If they're waiting for a table or something like that, and you get a little taste of something. Well, you've got the hospitality. And it does change their mind too, once they do taste it, because, you know, so many people have grown up with eggnog and it's homemade and it's heavy and it's very different from ours. And so once they taste it, it's much more accessible. And um, well, it is. If you're if you're thinking of, uh, you know, running down to the giant and getting a quart of eggnog and sprinkling some uh, maybe, maybe put some whiskey in and sprinkling some uh, nutmeg on top. Yeah. Yeah. No, you've got to need you have to get down to Galway or and that's available at all the restaurants, right? Yeah. All the restaurants. And you can order that online as well, and that's at Galway Bay. You can order it online. Unfortunately, because of Maryland Dawes, we can't ship it to you. But you can order it online and, and pay for it and then just pick it up at whichever restaurant you so choose. So you just roll up at the front door and say, yep. hey, I'm... Yep. That's it. We'll bring it out to you if it's on the street here in Maryland Avenue. Bottles, half cases, cases. Bottles, half cases. Casks, kegs, all boats. Our, all our, yeah. <laughs> IV drip. Containers. <laughs> We're bringing over two containers. So you normally bring over two. It's like four, 4,461 cases. And there are six-pack cases. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, we'll go through all that. And these are available. I remember last time we talked, you talked about a uh, somebody that drove down, like, from Michigan. Yeah, yeah we have a lot of people. <laughs> During COVID, he uh, drove down. Uh, he knocked on the door early one morning. I was here. And um, he had driven down. He was getting, was it six or eight cases? And he was going to drive straight back up. So we sat down and I talked to him. And uh, we I gave, you know, got him some breakfast. Uh, it was before we were open. But uh, it just happened just like. You, are you an idiot? <laughs> but he came down. He got all those cases, and then he said, "I'm taking." And then I'm taking two of them to my brother in Seattle. <laughs> so it's like, okay, he's got the record so far. But we do get calls from all over the country every year yeah. asking, "Can we ship?" And uh, you know, it's not possible. So then you sort of go through the combination or the permutations for people. Do you have anybody in town? You get a bunch of midshipmen, all right, who whose parents are in town uh, during the fall, and they get tasted on it, and then they say, "Oh yeah, can you know, can he buy it?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, sure, no we problem." Need, we need to get as long as we're over twenty-one. But you you know, you got to be careful if you're uh, if you're taking on a plane. You got to check it in. You started a partnership a couple of years ago with Always Ice Cream, mm-hmm. which was at that time, I think, called Annapolis Ice Cream are you, and your right. eggnog. Are you still doing that? Yes, we're still doing it. We sell that by the container and we also incorporate it into one of the desserts. Okay, uh, so that is now is that, is that, is that 21 and over too? Uh, yeah, you have to have, be 21 to have that. Uh, you can't even buy it in their stores um, because it has alcohol in it. So the only place you can get it is at the restaurant. Okay. So we put it on our uh, Guinness cake, warm up the Guinness cake, and a scoop of uh, the eggnog ice cream on top. And, eggnog uh, ice cream is good. Oh, you can get a pint as well to go if you yeah, want. Yeah, you know. yeah. No, I, I we I did that one time when I can't remember which one I was at, but it was like yeah. It was like, so it enhances the gift. You know, we push or we promote the eggnog as a great holiday gift, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, or going to a party or whatever. And then this is another accompaniment that you can get as well with a tub of ice cream as well as the eggnog. 
What's the best yeah, way? it's an annual tradition for a lot of people now. You know, they buy a six pack or they'll travel a bit, and if they're in town, they know when it's here, and then they take it home for with themselves. And uh, just like you know, people making reservations on Christmas Eve, I had a reservation in, in July this year for Christmas Eve because they come in every year. But it's just one of those traditions that we built with people over the years. We've become part of their Christmas tradition, just like going to Christmas Carol around the corner, or Handel's Messiah and those things. I know when all those are happening and Parade of Lights. So it's like it's it's like a, a brick in the wall for Christmas things that they do. I always have a chilled bottle in my refrigerator and uh, usually every night. It's a little, just a little glass. It's awesome. What are your favorite recipes with the eggnog? Oh, I don't know. Um... We had somebody just the other day say they made French toast with it. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. There's, and you're talking about drink recipes. Well, I'm yeah, talking both. about food. Uh, you know, but the French toast have been going for years. Yeah, so we had a recipe for pound a, cake. There's a pound cake, one we have on the site. And we oh. ask people to, if they do things, they send it into us so we feature it or something on but the eggnog page. Mario makes up, and he'll be doing it in another few weeks now, is um, our eggnog pumpkin pie. Um, which is really yeah. tasty and nice and wild. But um, we've got some new ones on here. Uh, like uh, On the drink some, side now. On the drink about. side now, it's um, a peanut chocolate cup. It's made with screwball peanut whiskey with eggnog and some Marie Brizard chocolat liqueur. And um, another one is with amaretto, eggnog, and some Aztec chocolate bitters and some ground nutmeg. Oh, that so. sounds good. So when you buy it, when you buy a bag, we get, you have a nice like printed bag, so it's like a gift bag, and then we put a little menu inside that gives you some of the recipes to, to test and make. And then we get some people ask for drinks that we did like three or four years ago, or five or six years ago as well. It's like, what the hell went into that drink again? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- that's that's exactly why you have these people that come work for you that hang out here forever. Because, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> was not bringing out the old uh, old Mr. Boston's book and flipping through for sure. 4,000 cases. 4,600. Sorry, I didn't mean to short you there. but <laughs> And 31, actually. Uh, wow. And and you said two containers. And those are like two the containers. Refrigerated containers, containers you see on ships. Yeah, it's made in Ireland. So the, the distillery's in County, County Cavan. Uh, it's called Terra uh, Liqueurs. And they're the specialists in all Irish cream liqueurs as well as our particular eggnog. They helped us develop the recipe and make it the way it's made every year. Um, so they arrange all the, they started in like July, put it all together, and then it gets onto container and sails over here. Well, how long does it take to get over here? I think it's about two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. Yeah, and not- it comes into Baltimore and then it's... Well, what is, I mean, this is coming from Ireland and on a slow boat from Ireland. Mm-hmm. What is the lifespan of the eggnog? Just, I mean... Oh, it's a long time. I mean... So it's over two years if it's not opened. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't need to be refrigerated. It can sit on a shelf. And the only thing that really changes it, it doesn't go bad. I've tested bottles that are eight years old, mm-hmm. and I haven't, yeah. I'm still it's here. Like you're still here. <laughs> no, you don't put them into extreme positions. You know, you don't want to heat in a room which sure. gets very hot or very, very cold. But it's not that it goes off. It actually, the alcohol um, just gets a little stronger in flavor, and the subtleness of it changes. Okay. So it's a very stable product, not like your, the eggnogs you would make at home. And then we recommend also then when you, if you open it, refrigerate it and use it within about six minutes. Refrigerate months. it even before you open it just to chill it down a little bit. It's nicer when it's chilled a little bit. That's what I do. I get the bottles and just mm-hmm. toss them in the, in the drawer of the, in the refrigerator. It's very tasty too. I've had people put it over ice cream and uh, like an apple pie as well. Yeah, or I, Irish I, coffee. Sort of a purist for me. I don't do yeah. coffee personally. but it, so I, it makes a great coffee in place of Jameson. Yeah. So you have an yeah. eggnog coffee. The Irish Restaurant Company doing all sorts of great things with Galway Bay here on Maryland Avenue in Annapolis, Killarney House on 424, or that's uh, Central Avenue 
in Davidsonville, Ritchie Highway up in Severna Park with Brian Baru. And I have no idea what the name of the road is down in Galesville, but go down Galesville Road, hit the water, take a left, and That's you it. can't beat it. You can't miss it. You uh, send them in the water if you go past us. Try the new menu, which will be coming out pretty soon. Definitely get a couple bottles or a case or half case of the Irish eggnog, which is coming out. And it's got a red label. It says Galway Bay on it. And you can get it, they said, at most liquor stores in the area. Yeah, a lot of local liquor stores, Bay Ridge, Mills downtown. Uh, nearly all of the ones that are around here, as well as us as well. You can buy it retail from us. When Midnight Madness rolls around, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know Sean is typically out front yep. with the uh, with the, with the trays offering yeah, uh, some, some liquid chilling. warmth for everybody if uh, if it's cold out or some liquid dryness if yeah, it's raining out. There's quite a few, yeah, and a li- it goes later this year because um, you have two weeks between Thanksgiving and the first Midnight Madness. So the last one is like, Three or four days before uh, Christmas. Oh, is so it? So it's, yeah. Wow. But, uh, yeah. I haven't, be... I haven't looked that far in my calendar, so it's, uh, oh, yeah. I guess it's coming pretty soon. It's a soon, good tradition it? again. That's tell you what Patrick's day is next year, too. <laughs> and that's right. That's right. And it just adds to the avenue and the festivities here in Maryland Avenue for all the street vendors. Um, and the lights are really good. We do a really good setup for Maryland Avenue. Maryland uh, Avenue is the avenue in town. Uh you know, I, I don't want to diss Main Street or anything like that, but there's an awful lot of T-shirt shops and stuff like that and, and souvenir shops on Main Street. But if you want a taste of Annapolis, I would venture to say go on up and hang a right and come on down Maryland Avenue yeah. and see what, what they've got. I mean, you're the only restaurant on Maryland Avenue, aren't you? We are the only restaurant on Maryland Avenue. Harry Rounds is around the corner. Around, yeah, around the circle. Corner. It backs up to us, but yeah, he's, you know. Only and you guys go head to head on like who attracts the most politicians here too, don't you? Oh, yeah. Pass them over. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, know, I know the Senator Elfrith said that this is this is her go-to place. And Senator Elfrith yeah. likes a good, nice pint of Guinness. So we do it better here. Sitting inside. All the right, bar. all right. So for all of you lobbyists out there, that's <laughs> a nice pint of Guinness for Senator Elfrith. But you know, thank you guys so much for everything that you do for the community. Uh, I I guess I speak for your employees too for what you do for them because it's uh, it, that's what really makes the difference. And even though you see it from your perspective, everybody that sits on the other side of the bar. Uh, sees it as well because it really translates into the experience that you get when you come to Galway, Killarney, Brew, or Pirates Cove. You can tell it's a family. You go down there, those just like, hey, hey, it's an experience that if nobody has ever been, you're missing out, you know, in my opinion here. Appreciate you too. Thanks for listening to this week's local business spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.